Hi, and welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld. A cancer diagnosis is one of the hardest slap in the face imaginable. All of a sudden, you have to become an expert in cancer and its treatments because your life depends on it. Oncologists, family, and friends are pushing you towards chemo, radiation, surgery, and yet you feel there are additional solutions out there. You don't feel confident in that only traditional therapies will take care of it. You may, as I have, seen family or friends quickly go downhill from harsh medical treatments. There is a better way. I invite you to listen to stories from real people fighting cancer successfully through powerful, integrative, and holistic methods. Learn what they did. This is my gift to you to make the learning curve less steep after your diagnosis. The information this podcast could save your life as it has others. So welcome to Integrative Cancer Solution with Dr. Carl Felt. I am Dr. Carl Felt. And today I just wanted to kind of share some thoughts in regards to cancer. Uh, a lot of times we just kind of think of the physical component. You know, we, we see a physical tumor. We want to go after that physically. We want to uh, radiate it. We want to nuke it with chemo. We want to cut it out. And then our whole focus becomes, you know, so tumor, tumor based instead of recognizing that, that the tumor actually lives in an environment and it is that environment that has created it. Uh, if the environment shifts, then also the, the tumor shifts. So we can look upon it, that environment. Well, what do we need to do physically? And obviously that is, that that's very important. You know, are there certain chemicals that we are exposed to? Are there certain pathogens that, that may be driving the process? And we then want to obviously detoxify from those chemicals. You know, is, how are we living in a, an environment that has a lot of mold in it, or we've been exposed to mold in the past? and that is impacting us, or are we dealing with Lyme or Epstein-Barr, some herpes virus or HPV or you know, whatever it may be. And all these are physical causes, and obviously they're, they're very important to, to look at and address. You know, and there are a number of labs that you can run to pinpoint and see what it is. I mean, we, have, we do a number of them at, at our center in order to be able to kind of see what, what, what is the physical driving factor. But then it, it is important also to look at the kind of identity of, of a cancer cell and, and to kind of understand it a little bit deeper, you know, why it, it become, because you, you can have one person that is exposed to chemicals at the same level as another, and one gets cancer and the other one does not. So, so then you start to wonder why is it that uh, one individual does get cancer from you know, the same expose, uh, exposure and the other one does not. Uh, you can look then upon genetics. And again, obviously, genetics is, is very, very important, very powerful. You know, I have what's called genetic SNPs or certain dysfunctions you know, that we are born with that makes it harder for us to detoxify, to methylate, to produce energy, to uh, create hormones, neurotransmitters, you know, for our immune system, control inflammation, and, and the list goes on and on in regards to, you know, genetically, you know, what can happen. And, and so genetics play a huge role, but again, it is not the, the whole picture. You can have uh, one brother, one sibling that uh, develops cancer and the other one does not. So you, you have them uh, again, you have that disparity, you know, why does one versus the other? So, so let's look a little bit deeper than into what, what a cancer cell really is. 
and what might be the one of the really fundamental driving forces in regards to cancer. So one of the things that we know is that you know, cancer is a metabolic disease. You know, it, is, it is the energy production within a cancer cell is quite different than within a normal cell. And so, uh, so you want to look and see what is it that caused that? You know, why is it that a cancer cell metabolically functions differently? I spoke with a, a very well-known uh, cancer specialist, integrative cancer specialist earlier today. Uh, actually, it was yesterday. And, and he mentioned, he said that a cancer cell is a cell that can't breathe anymore. So I thought that was fascinating. So we, we can think about it that, you know, well, if it's in a hypoxic cell, it, it's not getting any oxygen, you know, enough oxygen. And because of that, uh, it's kicking in a survival mechanism where it is uh, fermenting instead. So it's producing energy by fermenting sugar versus using uh, sugar to uh, uh, drive through the mitochondria to produce energy. So uh, because it is hypoxic or doesn't have enough oxygen you know, that it can breathe, then uh, it has that fiscal shift you know, that takes place. But I was thinking then that well, maybe it's even deeper than that. You know, if we look upon it on an emotional, spiritual level, maybe it is kind of like some of us that are living a life where we feel trapped and we feel disconnected from who we are. And we feel like we really can't breathe in our life and that we are forced to live a life that does not really relate to who we truly are. You know, that we feel that there's something greater within us that we're supposed to achieve something different, but we're stuck in a life that, that really, that's not aligned with, uh, with our purpose. And maybe we don't even know what our purpose is. We haven't really taken that time, but we know that it isn't what we are experiencing right now. So looking then again at a, that a cancer cell is a cell that can't breathe anymore. So it is, is it a cell, a part of us that is not able to live its purpose? You know, it, it's a sign showing us that we are not fully who we truly are. You know, we're not living our truth. We, we are not uh, the identity. So the way I look upon is that a cancer cell is a cell that has lost its passion. It has lost its passion purpose and intention. So it has become something separate from who you truly are. And that separate identity uh, based upon a survival mechanism, just like because we feel we're not connected with who we truly are, we are then just trying to survive. And we need to shift from that mentality to a living a life that is full. And a, a cancer diagnosis is, is really an important time to reflect and look at your life and feel and seeing, is, is this my life? Is this a life of purpose? Is it a life filled with passion? And is this my truth? Or am I living somebody else's life? Am I living a life that others expect me to live? And is it a life just based upon survival? So... The way I see it is that cancer is actually a separation of identity. So it's actually parts of you that start to operate separate from the self. 
So the, the cancer actually is, is disconnecting you know, part of your identity that has, has disconnected from who you are. And so it becomes then the true solution becomes then to integrate all aspects of yourself to live a life that is fully the life that you desire to live. On a daily basis, we actually program our bodies to live or die. And we do it based upon our, our daily choices, our lifestyle, but also our intentions and our thoughts. Everything is created twice. First, we create it internally. And secondly, we create it externally. So a tumor is first created internally. Again, are we, do we have an internal separation of our purpose? And if we do, then we put ourselves at the risk of creating that externally, where we're then creating parts of us that's separate from our identity, which is what, what a tumor is. So if we look at things like trauma and belief, yeah, and the impact that it has on, on the cells and the mitochondria, you know, where, where this trauma, because we actually, there are certain belief systems, like for instance, uh, guilt, you know, we know that that is stored, you know, tends to be stored in a certain uh, organ, you know, anger, you know, liver, you know, kidneys, you know, tend to have fear. And so there's certain, certain beliefs and certain traumas, you know, if we had a, a traumatic event that when we're in childhood and uh, we haven't really processed that appropriately. Uh, we may think that that happened a long time ago, so time healed all wounds, but in reality, it is still stuck in the body. And when we have that, that trauma or that belief, you know, that maybe that negative belief uh, that is stored in the body, what happens is that there is a decreased circulation to that area. We're trying to kind of shut down that, that area and, and keep it hidden. So it, it's not as physiologically active anymore. So the blood supply to that location is, is slightly decreased, which means that there's slightly less oxygen, slightly less nutrients, and there's slightly less transport of toxins from those cells, which means that those cells are gradually then becoming more and more nutritional deficient, more and more hypoxic, and more and more like a waste dump, you know, because these toxins aren't leaving. So that is what physiologically can happen just by holding an event or a trauma or belief that we're, we're storing in the body. So that's why when we're dealing with cancer, it's important then to, to do an inventory in regards to you know, our beliefs, who we are, our purpose, the traumas that we've experienced in the past. And with that, it's also really important to recognize the difference between software and hardware. So software, uh, it's kind of like the, the apps that are visible that's running on your computer. So it's the same in the body. You know, these are our traumas or programs, belief system, and uh, that we're acutely aware of, you know, we do remember that this happened and that may be causing uh, why I'm not feeling good. But then we have to look also at the hardware. And that is, these are traumas and programs that we 
we don't want to have in our, our conscious. It's more kind of in our subconscious because if we're continually reliving these memories or these beliefs every day, then it, it would really be detrimental for our everyday uh, experience and, and living. It would really suck the life force out of, a, uh, out of us, literally. So they are then running in the background. So these are programs that are continually running in the background, even though we may not consciously be aware of them. So these are a little bit harder to pinpoint, and it, it requires a little bit more effort, a little bit more, what should I say, that, where you're kind of sitting and, and pondering and reflecting as to what's been going on. And, and these are times of, of stillness, times of reflection uh, that allows us then to look back and kind of connect with things that we didn't think were there. So with that, then we want to ask the question because we we're, we're talking then about, you know, making sure finding the truth, you know, finding our identity, you know, so one of the questions that that's good to ask when you're reflecting is, is a simple question who am I? And try to identify who I truly am. You know, so am I my job? Am I whatever that is to other people? You know, in you know, PTA, uh, am I that person? Or if I have an important position at church, am I that person? You know, and kind of go through all these and kind of look at it. Is, is this truly who I am? Because you know, the I part is something yeah, you know, I'm believe I'm Christian, so I feel that each one of us, you know, have God's spirit within us, and and that is our true identity. But what is truly that, you know, connecting with that power within us? Uh, so then we have to kind of look and 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 that is something that is eternal, that that always exists, it doesn't change. So if we identi identify ourselves with somebody. Uh, or something that is continually changing, then that can't be the true who I am. So as you're doing that, you're then continually kind of clearing things off. You're, you're literally detoxifying these belief systems of, of who you are. And so that you can closer and closer get to the point where you feel your purpose, you feel your passion, because you are then clearing away all that unnecessary junk that uh, is a perception of who you are. But in reality, that perception of who you are is something that is sucking life force out of you, sucking energy out of you, and is putting you then more at a place where you have that disconnect from yourself. And that is, again, in my mind, that is where, where cancer starts. So it is important then that you, you honor your body and your purpose. So don't sacrifice your purpose. You know, make sure that everything that you do, you know, every action you're taking, that that is purposeful. Uh, that you, because I feel, I mean, we, we shouldn't be living somebody else's life. You know, we should be living our, our own life and we should program every cell of the body with a deep knowledge of your true identity and purpose. You, know, you just need to 
really kind of visualize, you know, feel that purpose and visualize every cell being fused with that identity. And if you're dealing with cancer, then, then infuse that identity and purpose into every cancer cell so that they know who they are and that they are part of the whole, that they are part of you and that they live in, in harmony and synchronicity with, with your identity, with your purpose. And by doing so, they will then shift who they are away from having this altered metabolic process, altered genetic mutated uh, material to then become then in line with the true God spirit that exists within you. We know obviously that lack of truth you know, causes confusion and that separation of identity. So again, infuse every action with purpose. Fearlessly you know, work on achieving joy and purpose. So don't live in this excuse world, you know, but this, but that. At right now, when you are dealing with cancer, you are, it's not like you have these, well, I'll do it later on, or maybe it's now is when the game is played. You know, now is when the chips count. So I always tell my patients that, you know, the, that cancer is kind of like Super Bowl. You know, you have to step out there and now's the time to play. You can't just waver around and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll do it or maybe not. You take your whole focus, your whole mind, and at this time, now is when it needs to be done. So fearlessly, you know, just create a life that is filled with joy and purpose. And in regards to laughter, I mean, laughter is such an important ingredient. You know, it's not really that happiness creates laughter. Actually, it is laughter that brings happiness. So even though you may feel low and feel like the world is just heavy, don't wait to become happy so that you can laugh. Start to actually several times throughout the day, do laughter, even though you don't feel it, even though you don't mean it, you know, even though things are just tough and hard, you know, start laughing and, and really do belly laughter and just do it out loud. And you can even bring in your family, you know, and just lay on the floor like person earlier uh, podcast, Dina, Dina Davis, I believe her name was, she was talking about how you know, she would used to lay on the floor with her children and they were just belly laughing, you know, even though she may not feel it. Maybe she was in extreme pain, but she was belly laughing because that laughter in itself triggers joy, triggers happiness. And this is part of what's called psychoneuroimmunology, where we have our psyche and how it impacts our brain, our nervous system, and our immune system. So by bringing laughter, we're then maximizing the activity of our brain and the nervous system and really turn on our immune system. In fact, they've even seen that on the white blood cells, you have receptors for neurotransmitters and neurotransmitters are the chemicals that like serotonin and dopamine, you know, that, that makes us happy. And, and uh, it's how the brain is, is communicating. So it, it shows that these, these hormones that controls our mood actually they land on the white blood cells and they trigger their activity. So the happier you are, uh, the more of these neurotransmitters you secrete, 
you know, the more active than the white blood cells can become to go after cancer and to, to kind of break down unwanted material and, and clear out parts of you uh, that are not you. So we can detoxify all that junk. And again, I really want to reinforce that things are created twice. You know, first we create it internally and secondly, it becomes externally. So the cancer is a is an effect it isn't a cause and so we need to look at the internal cause and that is our attitude our intention you know that making sure that we live you know in in our purpose so having said all that it is important that you take that moment of silence and then meditate reflect and do it purposeful and it's also important that you connect with, with nature, that the God-given creation that's out there so that you can start to harmonize with the, the vibrations that, that we are part of, you know, with sun, with ocean, with, with the trees, with the wind, and really connect with that and be still and be in the moment and, and really feel that connection. And this is how we can then truly kind of slow down so that we have a chance to find out our true purpose, our true intention. And by infusing every piece of ourselves with that, every action, our words, our thoughts with that purpose, we can then, we can shift that separation, you know, from the identity, from that separation of who we are, which cancer is, we can shift that. And it doesn't have to be a cell that can't breathe anymore. It can be a cell that can be free and living and expressing joy and expressing purpose. So I hope I wanted to, to give this message today because I hope that this is, is something that can help you to shift a little bit how you perceive uh, cancer and that it's so much more than just a physical thing that we attack with radiation or chemo or, or try to cut it out. It is so much more than that. And so we need to go internally to find those solutions. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There are some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. And please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer cancer, go to integrativecancersolutions.com. If you would like to know more about the cutting-edge integrative oncology therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us, and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.